Are you challenged with an autoimmune condition? And if you are, or if you know someone who is, then this talk today is for you. You don't just have a body. You have an emotional body that holds and stores trauma. And as anything else in life, it also has its limitations and a threshold and how much it can store and hold onto. Now also stay tuned because I will be sharing a lot more information about combating autoimmune disease and five must-do tips and this is part one of two. Hi, my name is Yvette Rose, author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy and welcome to today's talk that is about combating and understanding autoimmune ailments. Now, autoimmune disease is a condition that causes the immune system to start to attack itself. And you might also have certain areas in the body that is specifically targeted. And you can also find out a lot more about the emotional root causes by referring to my book, Metaphysical Anatomy 1. There are many, many elements there and you will find a lot of hidden messages that's always been in your body. So, for example, these areas that now are affected, we're going to be looking in an in-depth way and from a different angle to understanding your specific ailment and challenges. But now let's also look at the fundamental part of autoimmune disease, because this is where it all starts, right? Everything else, for example, let's say diabetes and etc. and all these other symptoms, they are secondary symptoms to it. Now, did you know that most autoimmune diseases actually start in the gut? The largest volume of our immune cells are actually found in the gut area. Right, so now these cells are also known as gout or our gut-associated lymphatic tissue. Now your immune system can fire off from here. Now this area must also already, for example, now in this case, have a predisposition weakening from your ancestry in order for your gut to start to, start to malfunction, right, to the extent now where it can trigger off an immune disease. So now also, you know, keep in mind here that the spleen and the thymus also plays a really big role in managing the immune cell function. So it is also important to also review the hidden psychosomatic stress of the emotional body that relates to these parts. Now, the spleen emotionally relates to, for example, who is healthy in your life and who is not. And the thymus relates to emotionally and physically, you know, where a person feels protected in their life. Now, in short, the immune system now, for example, protects you from invasion of foreign cells. Now, psychosomatically, this translates to not feeling protected and cared for by people in your life who is meant to do exactly that, right? Protect you. And now and, and instead of protecting you, it's the opposite. They're actually making you feel unsafe. And if you now, in this case, are challenged with autoimmune disease, then you will know that this is the starting point of, it, of your ailment. And if you are challenged with, for example, say, you know, diabetes or chronic disease or arthritis and so forth, then these secondary ailment expressions, right, expressions surface because of your reaction to your environmental stress and how you react to it, right? That determines how you react to it. 
and that determines how the autoimmune disease becomes activated in you. And of course, inheritance here also plays a role, but also as much of a big role as you would think necessarily here in this case. Did you also know that you only have one third of a risk of actually developing a genetic inherited disease? You know, the other two thirds are actually because of your environmental triggers and how you react to your and react and respond to your environment based on your emotional resilience. Now let's move on to the psychosomatic stress, right? So this is now looking at the emotions that's hidden in the body that contributed, that's adding to this ailment from expressing. Now, it's easy, for example, to say that, you know, you've started to attack yourself when you look at the, you know, the medical description of this ailment, right? That's kind of like the generic um, um, throw out there that people would give people who's struggling with autoimmune disease. But honestly, if I had that condition, I wouldn't digest that very well. So let's look a little bit deeper into that because there is so much more about it. Now, this kind of element is, for example, where it stops with the description. Now, let's set that aside completely, right? Here's, here's what's happening in the emotional body and the subconscious mind. Your need for love, right? And your circumstances has now become dysfunctional. Right? And your body has malfunction because of the vagus nerves also not working as well as it should. Right? Your gut flora has now spiraled and inflammation has taken over to the extent where the body cells have started to attack itself. Now, the psychosomatic patterns behind this is feeling attacked by people that you loved or still love. But due to negative associations that you have now formed with these people and also formed with receiving love, such as needing love, such as needing care and also receiving love, you felt perhaps abused or attacked, even though the people's actions might not necessarily have displayed that. But that is how you reacted because of an emotional and a psychosomatic vulnerability, predisposed vulnerability in you. Now, this becomes, if this is repeated, this becomes your association with love. And so people closest to you who's meant to show you love is, show, is causing you now to feel that they're showing you the opposite, right? At least their behavior is now making you feel that way. And this translates to feeling attacked by love, right? Your body loves you. Your body's there to support you. It's there to do everything that it can to help you. But now the very thing that you also are supposed to feel safe with and protected by and loved by, feel subconsciously feeling like it's now turning. Look back you. at the psychosomatic parts of this as well, right? Because this means that you are subconsciously now also drawn to people that cause you to feel attacked and also invaded by their words, by their behavior, and also by the attention that they give you, right? And the ripple effect of this is that you feel challenged to judge for yourself who is my friend and who is my enemy, right? Your positive need for love is now creating a negative result and also a negative attraction in your life because of your subconscious traumatic association with that now, right? You don't trust your own judgment or those around you, right? Who you are trying to or need to rely on. And you might also feel comfortable or feeling completely um, unwelcome in the family system, 
right? So, and this is causing you a lot of isolation. You might not necessarily be physically isolated, but there's an emotional insight and a, and a mental sense of isolation. And this feeling of isolation, you actually now ripple and roll over into you feeling that you're loving people now mainly out of fear, right? Because of the fear of rejection, because of the stressful dynamics that you had with them. And your sense of isolation now could also run so deep that you've lowered your worthiness, right? Your worthiness barometer, as I would call it. And that now you accept people into your life and into your space that are not necessarily healthy for you, right? You could even end up, for example, being abused because of this. And now this reinforces your fear of being rejected because being rejected means being isolated, even though in some cases, not all, but some cases, abuse ends up being the price that you pay. However, it's not that you consciously wake up deciding every day, you know, I'm going to attract the people that's the most out of alignment with me. That is how the subconscious mind works when it stores information based on what it needs. Very important. So now here also in this case, when we come back to this, you're also challenged with a very heightened sensitivity toward how people react and respond to you, right? Your coping mechanism now can flip either way, right? For example, one is that you can become very numb to unhealthy and even aggressive environments. And now you tend to stay in these negative dynamics as well, right? You stay in them too long. And secondly, you can also become overly sensitive to people's behavior towards you. And you also feel now attacked and offended very quickly. Right? Because your first reaction, for example, is to see someone else's reaction. And then also communication that takes place there, especially towards you as a direct attack on your character. And your need for peace and acceptance has now been met by abuse or emotional stress or feeling emotionally under attack. And rejected to the point where you are now expecting the worst in every situation but right? even bracing yourself for it remember and when you brace yourself for that your body biochemically reacts as if though it's generally preparing itself for an attack whether it's physical emotional or mental right so now what happens this ripples and rolls over now to you living your life to defend yourself instead of feeling in control of it now you're fighting for control, right? You were also, and, and in this case as well, to put another different spin on this, right? You also could have been, for example, under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of criticism. You could never do anything right, right? Now, and also felt punished and attacked by people who should have guided you and praised you and given you support. And now your perception and your understanding of what is safe, what is a safe dynamic, what is safe communication, what is a safe connection, feels like it's now been affected by emotional stress or in some cases even abuse. Now the stress or the abuse may have also been projected at you. For example, if you, for example, which is even a witness, right? You witnessed your parents abusing each other or fighting with each other. And the core emotional word here is conflict, right? So that could also be regular conflict within the family dynamic or with family members or just witnessing, just being in this intense atmosphere on a daily basis because your emotional body is absorbing everything that's going on around it. And if conflict was the dominant source of presence for your emotional body, then you do the math. This also shows me that, for example, if you look at these patterns, these psychosomatic aspects, 
that would leave very little room for mistakes, right? You often could also, for example, feel very overwhelmed by criticism and judgment, leaving you with a great deal of anger, which has been building up over a long period of time. And because you become so used to suppressing anger and feeling anger in the subconscious mind and emotional body, becomes normal. And you don't actually realize how much you're starting to hold on to. Right? Because, for example, just voicing your concerns or, for example, your needs often led to abuse or punishment. And so now you may suppress your explosive emotions because you don't want to add to the equation. Okay, so now often you also, for example, don't want to let go of past trauma. Right? Some letting go issues here. We all have it. Absolutely. But here this is very important. Right? This is because the trauma that has now become a part of your identity. And you fear that a part of you will disappear if you resolve that. Right? So deep, deep grievances and also sadness have taken a toll on you over all these years. And they've become a way of life. It's like sadness has become a lifestyle. Depression has become a lifestyle. It's almost like abuse has become the new normal. Right? So, and, this, and this is also now reflecting all these dynamics with people. It's now reflecting on your dynamic with yourself. It's mirroring that back to you. How people treated you is now how you're starting to treat yourself. That's your inner dialogue. That's your thought processing. And your lifestyle might actually even also show that. Now, here you also might have, we're looking here also, you know, parts of you that might also have suppressed your sadness. Because you feel that, for example, showing your emotions is a sign of weakness. And now you also feel overlooked by influential people as if though you are an outcast. Right? And now you might also be struggling with regular burnouts because you're overcompensating to prove people wrong. And you know that you are also destined to be successful and you want to prove that to people to the greatest extent. And you've also now feeling, and with all this positivity, there's also the whiplash coming in, right? Feeling that you've been disempowered now, also to a point where you are defending yourself, right? And, and even your own opinion, your voice, is not even considered an option anymore. And you've now become submissive through retreating with your old coping mechanisms, right? Especially towards people that are aggressive to you in your life. And this is causing you now to feel even more disempowered. So the longer you stay in these circumstances, the more these dynamics are going to loop and it's reinforcing how you feel about yourself, validating a false belief, validating a false sense of identity that you've built and wrapped around old trauma from the past. And now you can also see how this has a massive and tremendously big impact not just on your identity, your character, your sense of self, but on you and your emotional body and how that's expressed into your environment. Because what's happening in your environment is now being expressed back into the emotional body. And that becomes a frequency match and in alignment with your environment. And so it's literally like the holographic universe is constantly like regurgitating all this pain, all the stress, back and forth, back and forth, reinforcing how you feel about yourself, reinforcing your health, and the, and the lack of it in this case, actually. So if this is you, stay tuned for part two of this series because it's really super important because I'm going to talk a little bit more also about how to combat autoimmune disease and must-do tips that can already help you to start improving 
your quality of life. And also, if you, for example, have diabetes or thyroid problems or arthritis, go check out my YouTube channel, Yvette Rose Metaphysical Anatomy, or you can go to yvettevideos.com. I have videos there about thyroid problems, all these other psychosomatic ailments as well, and so much more to come. And I love answering questions from the public, so feel free to ask away. Until next time, guys, see you in part two. Be the light that you are. Hi guys, thank you for joining me and remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon 679 Medical Ailment. And I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that and I'm spoiling it because I even added key points for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life. And also remember to catch me on Instagram, Yvette Rose, one with the digit one, and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye guys!